בוקר אור, רבותיי, בוקר אור, אוקיי, אתה רוצה לשמוע את זה? אוקיי, אני מאוד שמח שאתה רוצה לשמוע את זה, ברוך השם, איזה... אוקיי, ברוכים הבאים, רבותיי, בוקר אור, אוקיי, 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 Again, a lot of these questions are either asked by some of our members. You know what, let's do this here. Let's put the Sefirat Ta'omid cards here. One second. Okay, better. Or uh, questions that come up from time to time. So, uh, the question that we have today, Rabotai, is actually a question that the Hevra Kaddisha is dealing with. First of all, we have to, uh, we have to give a lot of credit to the Hebra Kaddisha, of our own community's Hebra Kaddisha, and for that matter, all the great members that deal with this great mitzvah of Chesed Shel Emet, for all their hard work that they've been doing, especially during this uh, pandemic. Uh, not easy to ever do what they do, but specifically under the situation and the conditions, and they put themselves in a little sakana, uh, a little danger, but of course Hashem protects them, uh, but they really do a selfless job, they're volunteers, they don't get paid, and uh, you could pay people a lot of money and they won't do this job. But Hashem Yisrael, that's, that's, that's why they're called Hebra Kaddisha, because they're holy people, and uh, clearly, they must be uh, lauded and praised specifically on the, during the time of the Magifah. Uh, the recent question that the Hebra Kaddisha deals with now is that many people that died during the Corona were buried in Chutz La'aris because they had no choice. At the time that they died, at the height of the pandemic, there was no flights to Eris Israel, even private jets and things like that. Everything shut down. And now that Baruch Hashem, things are starting to open up gradually, I say, And Eretz Yisrael actually looks like they're making a reverse, they're going backwards. But nonetheless, now uh, a lot of the bodies that were buried in Chutz La'aris, they're reinterring them, it means they're re-digging them up, and they are sending them now for a second burial in Eretz Yisrael. And the halachic question uh, arises, is that, uh, is that legitimate? Is it okay to dig up a body Uh, and for that matter, rebury it in a different place. And if, if that's forbidden, is it okay to do it in Eretz Yisrael? Is Eretz Yisrael different? You know, maybe a person, let's say, uh, 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 they buried him in a certain place, and it's too difficult for the children to visit that cemetery, and they want to you know, move, move the father or the mother to a, a, closer, a closer place for convenient purposes. So what is the, what is the subject... What is the deen regarding this uh, re-internment? That's the subject that we ask uh, today. Uh, actually, there is a Yerushalmi on this. That's where we begin the Shi'ur. Rabotai with the Talmud Yerushalmi. It's in Kilayim. I know that's not the first place you'd guess. Perik Tishi'i. And it is in Halakha Gimam. Very thankful to Mr. Manny Haber, may he live and be well, that he donated a beautiful set of Yerushalmi for my office here in Deal. And Baruch Hashem, I'm able to use it uh, quite often, and I appreciate it. He dedicated it in memory of his daughter, Rachel Bat Shulamit. So over here, the Yerushalmi has a story. It says, Rabbi Bar... Kiryah. Yerushalmi has different rabbis. Rabbi Bar Kiryah. The Rabbi Le'azar. And Rabbi Le'azar. See, the Yerushalmi calls him Le'azar. That's what the Ashkenazim get, Laser. Rev Laser. That's what they call them in Yerushalmi. Rev Le'azar. They, 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 they cut the Aleph. Rev Laser. The same person? Yeah, Mr. Ma. Havo mitaylin bi'istarin. They were walking together on the, in the Rehov, in the street. They saw a lot of coffins. A lot of uh, coffins. I don't 
שהיו באים מחוץ לארץ, לארץ. That they were taking them from חוץ לארץ to bury them in ארץ ישראל. I don't know where they were standing, maybe they were in the airport, I don't know exactly which spot they were, but they saw transporting uh, coffins from חוץ לארץ to ארץ ישראל. So אמר רבי בר קריה לרבי לעזר. So רבי בר קריה tells רבי לעזר, מה הועילו אלו? What, the, what benefit? What are they doing? What, 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 are they, what, what, what advantage do these people think that they have? Ani He says, on these people, I say the pasuk in Yirmiyah, samtem You are making my nahala, my, uh, my, my, my homeland, my place, a, a, an abomination. Wow. So when, when the bee... Barakiriya saw this, he didn't look at it in a favorable way at all. He said, this is a tu'iba. He says, Behayichem Vat What's the last one over here? Ah. Behayichem Vatavu'u Vatitame'u Etarsi Bemitatchem Which means Uh during their lifetimes, what's Lashon? This chill is funny, Lashon over here. Any comment? Right. Which means, I say the Pasuk During your lifetimes, you didn't come to Eris Israel. So Eris Israel to you was an abomination. And now in your death, you come in, you come in, meaning, you bring me your dead people, Gonzalez. During your life, you didn't come to Israel. cell. You bring me your coffins. And therefore, he looked at it as a... Uh, in the notes over here, it says, Shilozu bilbad she'en to'elit bekurat Eris Yisrael, mishimet b'chostaharis. He says, according to this opinion, not only is there no benefit if you died in Gonzalez to be buried in Eris Yisrael, Ela yesh bazeh afilu kitrug. It's a prosecution. According to this opinion, which means forget about whether you're doing a mitzvah or not. You got to deal with a prosecution on your head. Shema'as ba'aretz b'hayav. During your life, you lived in America. You visited Israel once in a while. You stayed in a hotel, and now all of a sudden, when you finally pass away, oh, now you come to Israel. Ubarak li kaberba. So that's uh, that's the opinion of of this rabbi. So I just saw in the Penem Moshe, the Penem Moshe makes a point over here, the Perush and Yerushalmi. He says, The rabbi said, what's the benefit of these people? That they said they want to be buried in Israel. Now he knew these people that had a chance to move to Eretz during their lifetimes and they didn't. Uh, so it's only people that were able to move to Israel. which by the way, today anybody can move to Israel. That's not a, uh, why can't they move? Because they have the, 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 the Israel. What does that mean? The, 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 the 100%. But obviously he knew that these people had an opportunity to move to Israel, and, and they didn't. That's why. So here already you have one source that finds it wrong to bring any metim from Quds Ta'aris to Eretz Yisrael, and actually it's a kitruk. I found another opinion, and this is a, a significant opinion of Botai. We cannot discount this opinion. The opinion is from the Zohar Kadosh, Parashat Vayhi. Look at the Zohar Kadosh. Dap Resh Chav He. If somebody's neshama leaves the world in Chutzaharis, in the outside place, and they bring his body to the Holy Land, Wow, you're defiling my land. So the Zohar asks, what about Yaakov Abinu, alav shalom? Yaakov Abinu died in Mitzrayim. And he comes along and he tells his children before he dies, 
Don't leave me in Mitzrayim. Take me uh, to be buried in the Marat Machpelah. Oh, what happened? I thought if he dies in Osiris, it's over. Vi'adizor asked that question. Vi'akov damaruk bartani bigburatam afalgab dinishmetan nafkab brishuta achara. Even though his neshama left in in Osiris, Amar viuda shani Yaakov the shechinta haba achidat be bedbakat be. The shechina was with Yaakov Abinu, never left him. Kedichtiv anuchi ered mekam mitzrayma. So Yaakov Abinu's death, although it's in Osiris. It doesn't have a deen of Chutzaharis. The Shekhinah is connected to Yaakov. It's like he died in Eretz Yisrael. You have to say something like that. That there's no Tum'ah in Yaakov's death. Yaakov Abinu's death is connected to the Shekhinah. So Yaakov is the exception. But anybody besides Yaakov Abinu, the Zohar Kadosh is saying, that it's not a good idea. Oh. So now the She'ilah is, we know that we have a practice No, the Zohar Kadosh says, uh, it, it sounds like Nirusham, he's reason. Well, you're bringing me your dead people to, 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 to ruin the land, to, to make the land. So now we have to try to find other, other opinions regarding this. So I found first the Shita, where we always start, the Gemara. There's a Gemara in Ketubot. Not a Yerushalmi, a Babli. The Gemara Ketubot is Andap Kufyud Aleph. So the Gemara over here says, Amar of Anan, Kol HaKavur Be'eris Yisrael, that anybody that's buried in Eris Yisrael, Ki'ilu Kavur Tahat HaMizbeyah. Wow. It's as if he's buried under the Mizbeach by the Beit HaMikdash. Ketiv it says by the Mizbeach, Mizbach Adama Ta'aseli, make for me a Mizbeach. Uktiv Atam, V'chipper Admato Ammo. V'chipper Admato Ammo. So therefore you see, Kapara Kapara. So over here the Gemara is coming along to say, that there's an advantage to be buried in Israel. Now, granted, it doesn't say that he's coming from Mutzla'aris. Maybe this guy died in Israel, and therefore he's buried in Israel. And the Gemara is saying that when somebody's buried in Israel, it's a, uh, it's a Nyan of Kapara. So the Gemara continues. Gemara says, Well, it's a kapara like the Mizbeah. So the Mepharshim say over here that when Adam and Rishon was created, he was created from Afar. Where did God get the Afar of Adam and Rishon? From the Makom of the Mizbeah. That's where Adam and Rishon was formed. He was born from the place where he gets his kapara. So his essence is already built in kapara. So therefore, the Hadush over is that if somebody's buried in Eris, said no matter where he's buried, it's like he's very tata mezbeah. That's the Maharsha says. Okay? That's a big hadush. So the, the Gemara continues. Amar Ula. Amar Agil Dabasarik Le'erish Israel. Story of the great rabbi called Ula. Ula used to travel from Bavel to Erich Israel. He would visit. Nach Nafshe Bechutz He passed away in Chutz Ta'ares, Ula. So they go tell the Bil Azar that Ula died in Hunstaris. Amar. So he says, Ant Ula al Tamut. Are you gonna be buried in Hunstaris? Hasm Shalom. Amrulo. So they told the Bil Azar, Aronoba. No, his coffin is coming to Israel. Zamar Lahem. Okay, Baruch Hashem is coming, but Eno Dome Koltalto Mehayim Le Koltalto Laharmita. He said, Bring him, Baruch Abba. But it's a big difference when the land receives a dead body or when the land receives a living body and they die in Eris Israel. It's a zechut to die in Eris Israel, but nonetheless, the Bil Azad held, Bring him. You can bring him nonetheless. 
So you see already that there is a kilalat to be back, to die in Hustaris. But still, Rabbi Al-Azhar's opinion was, bring him. So therefore we see a mahluk between Rabbi Al-Azhar and the Rabbi Yerushalmi. The Rabbi Yerushalmi said, keep them in Hustaris. We don't want them. There's a curse. And this Rabbi, Rabbi Al-Azhar, would say, no, bring them. I went about the kilalat that they died in Hustaris. Hey, you can't fix that. They died they in Hustaris. But at least bring them. It's it. No, no, no. This is Ula. This is Ula. No, the Oh, very good. Very good. So what does the Bil Azar say in the Yerushalmi? So the Bil Azar in the Yerushalmi comes back and says, Amar Leh, the Bil Azar tells the rabbi, Kevan Shem Magi'im Le'erich Yisrael, once they get to Erich Yisrael, Hen Notlin Gush Afar. They take a piece of the earth of Erich Yisrael and they put it on the, the body. Umanichim al Aronam. And that's kapara. That's mechaper that they didn't live in Eretz Yisrael during their lifetimes. Unbelievable hag. And he says, Shneemar, v'chiper admato ammo. V'chiper admato. The adamab, it says mechaper. Mechaper amat. It's mechaper on the fact that he didn't live in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, he died in Hustaris. He needs a kapara for that. Oh, so it's an interesting thing that the afar of Eretz Israel is not like regular afar of a regular country. The afar of Eretz Israel has the ability to mechaper. So when they bring the coffin to Eretz Israel, they need to put the afar on the coffin, on, on the body. Why? He needs kapara. What is he kapara for? For dying in Hosaharis. I saw a very, very interesting petchet <coughs> shuba on this. The Bet'ayt HaShubah is in Siman Shin Samir Gimal, Yoredi'a that is. Very interesting Bet'ayt HaShubah. Where he writes in Ot He, Omnam, Masha minhag lehader ahar afar Eretz Yisrael lefazer al guf hamet. Wow, he's talking about metim in Hutzla Aris. They would get a hold of dirt of Eretz Yisrael. And they would take the dirt of Eretz Israel and throw it on the metim in Hosta Aris. Anybody interested in a new business? We'll give you a new business. You could import earth from Eretz Israel. You could sell it on Amazon. You sell bags of, of dirt, the kezayat of Afar of Eretz Israel. Yeah, well, customs not going to let you in. Oh, you have to, well, they used to sell, when we used to go to Eretz Israel, Holy Land Air. A guy took a sardine box, can. And you buy it in a hotel. Holy Land Air. What's the guy selling you? Nothing. He's selling you a tin can. And people bought it. Holy Land Air. Because the air says Mahkim. But this is a better. This is not a, that was a scam. This is not a scam. And then you open it. What happens? The air goes out. You lose it. It's like a balloon. But the point is, the point is, uh, 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 this is a gooch of Israel. So he writes, that I just quoted to you. And he says, there was a great rabbi called the Nodabi who died of Yaskel Landau. Yaskel Landau is buried in the old cemetery in Prague. If anybody went there, I was there, Baruch Hashem. I saw the, the, the cavern of the rabbi. And he writes in his introduction to Nodabi Huda, he already prepared Admat Kodesh. He had in his uh, storage in his land. And he told his family when he dies, he wasn't buried in Israel, he's buried in Prague. Sprinkled the Afar of Eretz Israel on his, uh, his kever. So you see, that's when they... When, when they so we have a big mahloket over here. We have a fantastic mahloket between the two rabbis in the Gemara. A mahloket between Rabbi Bar Kiryah and Rabbi Al-Azhar. Uh, Rabbi, one rabbi says, impossible, do not bring anybody to Eretz Israel. Don't bring your dead people here, unless you die in Eretz Israel. And the other rabbi says, Rabbi Al-Azhar, no. He said, it'd be better if he died in Eretz Israel, but no, he'll get a kapara for that by sprinkling some afar. Zora Kadosh, it sounds like, took the opinion of the strict, not to bring the metim. Okay, what does Harambam say on this? Harambam. Rabbi Al-Azhar said, though, that um, you just sprinkle the earth. He 
No, no, no. Bil Azaz said, bring him to Eris Israel, and when he gets to Eris Israel, put the dirt on him for, for that, and then bury him. I mean, do two things. Put the dirt on him, and then prepare him. So Harambam is... It, <laughs> they said, go away. <laughs> you want to turn this into a political ma'lok? <laughs> the guys in Israel said, it's like today, the guys in Israel said, leave us alone, don't come, don't come, no Hustaris people. No, don't bring us to Corona. You stay, stay where you are. And the people from Hustaris say, what are you talking about? You want to come to Israel, let us in. We want to get a, a passport. Okay, Rabotai, nothing changed. But yes, it is a good point, uh, Jesse. So over here in the, in the Rambam, in Hilkot Melachim, Hilkot Melachim um Melhamot, it's in Perek Vav Halacha Yud Aleph. So he says like this: Amru Hakamim, Kol Ashochen BeEretz Yisrael Avonotav Mohalin, Meholin. Whoever lives in Eretz Yisrael, his sins are forgiven. Shneimar Ubal Yamed Shachen Aliti Ami Yosef Ban Nesu Avon. Even if you walked four steps in Eretz Israel, anybody that's buried in Eretz Israel, it's like you're buried under the Mizbayah. Now, Oh, hey, see Harabam's opinion. You can't compare if the land receives you when you're still alive, then if it receives you after death. But what do you see over here? That Harabam allows somebody after death to be buried in Israel. He just says you can't compare somebody that dies in Eretz Israel to compare to somebody that dies in Hulsta'aris. But even so, even if you if somebody died in Hulsta'aris, Gedole Hakamim. The Gedolim used to bring their uh, coffins to Eretz Israel, Like we saw in the case of Ula in the Gemara. And then he says, So Harambam doesn't learn like the Zohar Kadosh that says, Oh, Yaakov was Shani Yaakov in the Shekhinah. No, that's a classic, perfect example. It's a man that died in Hosta'aris, Yosef Asadik, he died in Hosta'aris. What did he tell the brothers? Take my bones. And where is he buried? Shechem. I think the other day was the yurt site of Yosef Asadik. Tamar is the yurt site? What is it? The first of So yesterday. Yosef Asadik, yurt site yesterday. If anybody ever went to Shechem, Okay, when we were young, we used to go to Shechem. A little dangerous to go there now. Robert, yes. Robert, wasn't he forced to be in Chutz Laaretz? Being was forced. You're right. But what gives him a right to be buried in Israel? Ella must be that even if he dies in Chutz it's okay to be buried in Israel. That's a proof that the Rambam brings. That even though he died in Chutz Laaretz, fine, he's buried in Israel. That's the proof. So again, we have now Harambam allowing it. So Rambam obviously is posseh, right? Baruch Hashem. He's posseh like Rabbi Al-Azhar in the Yerushalmi and like the Gemara in the Ketuvot on that, uh, 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 what that was that over there we said? Okay, Yud, uh, Yud Okay, that's Harambam. What is the opinion of Shohan Aruch? Abotai. So, before we get to the opinion of the Shohan Aruch, I'd like to uh, tell you a question that they asked the Hakam of Shalom. Hakam of was asked the following question. He discusses it in Yabiya Omer, in Helek Zayin, in Yore De'at Siman Lamitet. Now, just a little history, Rabotai, so you understand the, the weight of this question. In uh, the late 1700s, there was a man that was born in the city of Livorno, Italy, 1784. Uh, he was called Moshe Montefiore, Montefiore, Moses Montefiore, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. 
Moses Montefiore Rabotai uh, was a very, very, very uh, great, great man for Klai Yisrael. We would call him a champion and a hero. Uh, he went from Italy and he moved to England, to Ramsgate. Uh, it's fair to say that Montefiore is probably the greatest Jew, the greatest British Jew ever in the history. Uh, he was the brother's, brother-in-law of Rothschild. And t- they became very, very wealthy. And he became a tremendous, tremendous Baal Tzedakah. And he became a big uh, Askan for Klal Yisrael. It's well known all the great, great works that he did for Klal Yisrael outside of England. Uh, everybody knows the story of the great blood libel in Damascus that took place with Rabbi Yaakov Antebi. And the Jews were in trouble, and the rabbi was put in jail, and it was the intervention of Moses Montefiore talking to the different government officials of, of, of British and, and so on, and the Arabs, and he was able to uh, uh, redeem all the captives. He, he saved, that's only one story of, 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 if you want to read that story, Rabotai, there was a great rabbi from, uh, from Turkey, of Hayim Palachi, of Hayim Palachi, Alava Shalom, wrote over 80 books. He wrote one book in honor of Moses Montefiore. It's called uh, Hayim uh, Derachav Moshe Tehillah. He wrote a, a, a book of Sheva on Moses Montefiore, and he tells the story of the blood libel in Damascus. So you see, the greatest Hakamim had tremendous, tremendous uh, respect for him. He. Um, he also was very responsible for the. Uh, got a pick. There he is. Who's that? That's of Haim Palachi or Moses Montefiore? That looks like of Haim Palachi to me. That's of Haim Palachi. What about Moses Montefiore? You got a picture of him? No, that's Rabbi Mansour. That's me. <laughs> but you have. Uh, let's see, Jonathan, if you could pull up Moses Montefiore and his brother in law, the Baron Rothschild. Anyway. Great, great man. Anybody goes to Eretz Yisrael, you see he spent a lot of money of his own to build the Yishuv. There he is, exactly. That's it. Jonathan, maybe you can get me a hat like that. They get the Sigula for Oshed. Beautiful, beautiful. Good man. That, by the way, that picture that you're taking of him, he was 100 years old. He lived to 100 years old. Uh, they tell a story that when he was 89 years old, uh, they wrote a mistake, an obituary in the newspaper at 89 that Moses Montefiore died. So Montefiore sent a letter to the editor and he said, thank God I was able to hear of the rumor of my death. And thank God I was able to read about it with my own eyes, not using spectacles. So you see that uh, he also had a, a wit, uh, Moses Montefiore. One time one of the anti-Semites uh, in Ramsgate came to him and said, I just came back from Japan and in Japan I made the observation there are no Jews or pigs. And Moses Montefiore said that we should both make a trip to Japan so we'll have a sample of each. <laughs> so you see that he was very, very sharp with it. Now, a big, a big Sadiq Rabotai um, as a matter of fact, there's a story I will tell you that I think is Nogaya to the current... Who's that? That's Montefiore? Is he religious? Or? Religious, Sadiq. Tell you, very religious. He's, respo- he's responsible for pushing the reform away. And uh, yeah, he was a, he was a big, big, uh, big guy. Yeah. Well, he was his brother-in-law and world child. There's Rabbi Mansour again. Okay, I'll tell you the story over here that's Nogaya to current events. Uh, this story over here happens in, it, it, of course he became a baron, uh, the queen uh, I don't know, one of the queens of England made him a baron and a knight he was the sheriff of London uh, he was a he was a tall man, he stood over, over six foot three I think they say he was, a tall man very very, you know, intimidating uh, man, anyway the story is told that the prime minister of England Sir Robert Peel once visited uh, Montefiore and Rothschild. 
What happened was in 1807, uh, the British uh, government banned slave trading. They abolished uh, slavery throughout the British Empire. And this piece of legislation received a lot of support from the slaves, obviously, uh, and from non-slave owners. However, it received a lot of resistance and pushback from the slave owners, especially the British Empire spanned the whole world. In the Caribbean, they had thousands of acres of farms, and the slave owners would use slaves to produce the product, but they make a lot of money. So there was a tremendous uh, pushback of these rich people uh, not to pass the law to abolish slavery. So what does the Prime Minister want from Montefiore and Rothschild? He comes to visit them, and he says, we have a plan. We want to give them a monetary compensation. A monetary compensation to all these slave owners, and uh, we'll bribe them, you know, we'll pay them off some money so they won't uh, object to the legislation. So they asked Montefiore for a loan. Now, the loan in today's uh, equivalent would be $370 billion. Today's equivalents, today's equivalents, this is, this is in the 1800s. And he gave them the loan. And because of that, they used Montefiore's money to pay off the slave owners, and therefore they didn't uh, uh, object against it, and therefore he was responsible for ending slavery in Great Britain. Therefore, Rabotai, uh, I'm sure there's a monument of him somewhere. I know today it's becoming very fashionable to take down monuments of anybody that, uh, you know, uh, was connected in somehow the Confederate and all the other tzaddikim over there in the South. But I just want to set that the record straight that uh, although uh, as they're taking down monuments, let the record be clear that Montefiore actually was an advocate. Not only was he an advocate against slavery, but he paid hundreds of billions of dollars in order to pay off the slave owners in order that um, everything would be, uh, would be good. Anyway, now that we have... Yes. Robert, yes. I have a little info if you'd like to hear it in a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes? I, you have 30 seconds. No, I can't do it in Okay, you got it. Go. You got to take, take two minutes, Mickey. I'm joking around. Go. Oh. Ramsgate was Moses Montefiore's deal, some of resort. Right. He built, he built a mansion with about 40 rooms mm. and ent- entertained all the royalty over there. He built 10 houses in a row <laughs> with a museum in the middle with his artifacts. Wow. And he built a, and he built an 11th house on the side. He paid people to live in the houses all year round and the extra house was for the Hazan. And they were paid so that any time he would come, there would be a minyan. Look at that. Even if he only came once a year or a few days a year. Now, he was long gone when we were living there, but his, he instructed his descendants to keep up the uh, the legacy and to keep it going. He's buried there. Yes. The shul, there's a shul there, it's a beautiful shul. He's buried over there. Oh, now they, now that's, that's the picture. It. Now the houses are ripped down. They had a... After we left, they had a yeshiva was there for a while, and then they uh, they took down the houses. We were there because we we company came out of China. My father couldn't work, and the highest organization arranged us to be there, and we got paid to live there and to go to shul every day. Wow! Can't get, can't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a rabbi. I get paid to go to shul every day, also from this committee. So I can appreciate that. That's beautiful. That's wow. The shul. That's the shul. Unbelievable, Mickey. What a story. Could you believe it? That clock, they needed four guys to go on this. I'm serious. That's amazing. When they had daylight savings time. To change the clock, they needed four guys. They wouldn't start the minyan until it struck. Wow. Or eight or six. Great, great stories. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So this, this is a perfect segue. As you saw the grave of Moses Montefiore in Ramsgate. So they asked Hakam Alava Shalom the following question. She'ela nish'elet. From the rabbi, and I'm sure Mickey, you know him, 
you heard of him, Rabbi Shlomo Gaon. Rabbi Shlomo Gaon was the Rabbi Rashi of the Sephardic congregations in London. And the question that Rabbi Gaon asked Acham is such a man like this, Moses Montefiore, deserves to be buried in Eretz Israel. So they asked the Acham, can they inter him, and not only him, but his wife, because Ishtoki Gufo, you know, the wife of the Tzaddik is a Tzaddik, and she was a Tzaddik as well. Can they inter their bodies from Ramsgate and bring them to Eris Israel? That was the question I asked the Rav. Now again, Moses Montefiore did not request to be buried in Eris Israel, although he was a big supporter of the Yeshuv in Eris Israel, as we know. He didn't ask uh, for that. But the, the people, knowing his stature, felt a man like this, and knowing that the value of it, so the Hakam has to now decide, who do we go like? To the Hakam, it's very simple. Open up Shukhan Aruch. Hakam of Ayaz's main loyalty, as should be ours, is the Shukhan Aruch. Finished. Shukhan Aruch in Siman Shin Samich Giman, Alaka Aleph. Halakha Aleph comes along and talks about moving graves. And mefanin hamet. We don't move metim around. Lo mikeber mechubad lekeber mechubad. Wow. Even from a respectable grave to another respectable grave. Which means it's a fair, a fair it's a lateral move. They don't do it. Velo mikeber bazui lekeber bazui. Nor laterally bazui, meaning it's an inferior grave to an inferior grave. You don't even move it from bazui inferior to mechubad. Finished. Once the person's buried, that's a spot. The ensanich lomar, we don't have to explain to you mechubad le bazui. You don't go from mechubad to bazui. So he says, unless. He said, But if to move him to a family plot, that's okay. Let's say he was buried in a different place. Now they want to bury him next to his father or next to his family. So Shohan Aluk writes, because it's Noah the Adam. We could assume that it's pleasurable to a person to be buried next to his family. Okay, I don't know what they do over there. They're not playing cards underneath the ground. But there's a benefit to be buried next to uh, the family, family plot. There's such a thing called the family plot. Vechen ha'shohan aruch now. Vechen lekobro be'eris Israel mutar, mutar. So Maran clearly writes to be buried in Eretz Israel, even though he died in Hostaares, you can move him. That's considered a reason. Now, obviously, just to go to Israel. Yes, not not from Staten Island to New Brunswick or vice versa. From Staten Island to Yerushalayim or Rishon LeZion, wherever it is, Eretz Israel. And the Shach says why? Shehu kaparato she'afar Eretz Yisrael mechaperet dekhtiv vekiper admato amo. So the Shach brings down the reason because Eretz says kapara, even if he died on Sa'aret, doesn't matter. Chamabadya Alevashon comes along and says, Are you going to ask me about the Zohar Kadosh? He said, Listen, Maran knew Zohar, by the way. In the Bet Yosef, he quotes Zohar all the time. And obviously, he wasn't posek like the Zohar, he was posek like the Talmud. And Chabodiah then gives a rule. Now I must say that not everybody agrees with this rule, but Chabodiah's rule is that whenever you have a mahloket between the Zohar and the Talmud, Halakha follows the Talmud. And if we, especially when Maran himself took the opinion of the Talmud. So therefore, not every Zohar, it, it seems, is Halakha al-Maseh. And therefore he writes, um, he writes, from a great rabbi called Rav Sri Pesach Frank, in a book called Hartsevi, there was the great Sadiq called the Admor from Karlin, the Karlina. <clears throat> and he was buried in America. And he, he didn't ask to be buried in Eretz Israel. So the Hasidim of the Karlina Rabbi wanted to move him to Eretz Israel. And uh, they wrote a question to Rav Sri Pesach Frank. And he came along and said, move him. And he said, if somebody is delaying this move, Yahush uh, should be worried. They should get in trouble. 
Because Hans B'Shalom, you're causing the tzaddik pain. The tzaddik wants to be buried in Eris Yisrael. Therefore, those wise guys that are trying to delay the burial, they shouldn't. He says, especially we notice, Kalin the Rebbe loved Eris Yisrael in his lifetime, he says. Vadin Pashut. And he brings down from all the Gedoleh, not Poskim, Gedoleh HaMekubalim, Sfaradim, Chabavaya brings down, that we don't posik like the Zohar in this case over here. Fine. So Shalom, based on this rule, to bring Matafuri and his wife in his laws in Avelut, in Hazor the laws of Avelut, I'm reading. His wife but not like the rabbi that forbade it. What was he talking about? I mean, this question obviously was asked. They shopped around. They sent this question to another great rabbi, and he ruled, absolutely not. Who is the rabbi? Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Moshe Feinstein in Egrot Moshe Chalegimal Yoredea Siman Kufnun Gimal. He said, don't, don't move Matafuri's bones and his wife. Why? He says, Big Hadusha Moshe Feinstein. He says, when are you allowed to move the bones? Either if the Niftar requested it. Okay. So by the way, that answers the Corona case. A lot of these Niftarim and the Corona, they requested to be buried in Israel. They have plots in Israel. It's just they couldn't get there. So they requested it. There's no question. Move them. Mitzvah. However, another time Rabbi Moshe says is if the children request it. He says the children have the right to request their father to be moved. He said in the case of Montefiore, it wasn't the children. The children, Montefiore didn't have children. He didn't have children. So therefore, Rabbi Moshe... They wanted to keep him in London because it was more beneficial. Hazak but, but the rabbis came along, his followers, you know, the people who know his greatness said, we want to move him. Rabbi Moshe says they don't have a right to move him. He didn't ask to be buried in Israel. He didn't have any children that, that, that willed it. So he says, Rabbi Moshe's claim is like this. Why are you moving Montefiore? How many great tzaddikim are buried in Hotsar? Let's move all the tzaddikim. Why all of a sudden we're putting Montefiore in a special uh, category? By the way, go to the, go to the cemeteries in Hotsar. It's filled with tzaddikim. Now let's go inter every tzaddik and say, well, listen, he deserves to be in Eretz Israel. So Rabbi Moshe comes along and says, uh, He says, He says, for the, for the benefit we could say, Why, why don't you worry about all the other tzaddikim that were buried in Hosea'anis? For sure, by the way, he says, as great as Moses Montefiore was, there's greater tzaddikim that are buried in Hosea'anis, and nobody cares about them. He says, and they're also considered abotenu. He says, Ben ge'one Ashkenaz, ben ge'one Sfarad. Ve'anu sho'avim mimem, we drink their words and eat their Torah. He, he held, if you're going to allow to move Montefiore, it's a bizayon to all the other ones. It's a bizayon to all the tzaddikim that you're not moving them as well. So he says, He didn't ask to be buried in Israel. He wanted to be buried next to his wife in Ramsgate. Finished. You fulfill his will. Oh boy. So Hakam Avadiyah comes along and says, Rabotai, that's not the case. Again, it's a zechut. He says it's not a pigi'ah against the other sadiqim. Nobody's asking. If somebody would ask to move other sadiqim, we deal with that question also. Until somebody asks, <laughs> then we don't have to worry about reinterring all sadiqim just because uh, we want to do good. For example, I'll tell you a famous story. Uh, they moved. Harav Hida, our great rabbi, Harav Hida, Ibn Haim Yusuf David Azulai was buried in Livorno, in Italy. And there came a, a time where they decided to move him from 
Italy to Haramenuchot. The famous story I'll tell you on this. When they brought the Rabhida, he was buried for three, four hundred years in Livorno. Now they bring his kever to Eris Israel. All the great rabbis, Mekubalim, Tzadikim, were there for the reinterment. Now before they buried him in Eris Israel, they have to make sure that his body didn't move on the flight, on the plane. So they were all the rabbis were in a room where the Haida's body was, the holy Haida. And they needed one rabbi to put the hand underneath the, uh, the, the, the sheet just to feel, to make sure that all the limbs are in the right place. There's a yan, that the body should be straight. So, Rabbi Mordechai Liao, Allah Shalom. What do you got? Oh, Rabbi Mordechai Liao, you read my mind. Rabbi Mordechai Liao, Allah Shalom, Sadiq Yusod Olam. Great, great rabbi. He was a posek, mekubal, he was everything. And he was there. And he came along and said, "How we can? Who's going to have the guts to touch the hida? We're going to put, yeah, we're going to put our hands on the hida again." So he came along and he made a tefillah, and he said, "Arab hida, we ask forgiveness. We want to make sure that your body is straight, and when we bury you, but we cannot do it. If you need to do it, do it yourself." And he testifies. He testified. The whole table started to shake. And they heard the bones of the Hida rattling. And the rabbis that were there, he says, some of them fainted. Of course, you, I'm fainting from telling you the story. You can imagine the rabbis were there, you see the table shaking. And the Hida, Rabbi Khaliyah tells the story himself. He was there, he witnessed it, that the bones straightened out themselves. And then they, now if you go to Haram Uchot, right when you walk in Haram Uchot, is Yad Hida, a building over there they built, right where the Hida is buried. So Achab Abanyah writes that... If Moses Matafuri would have known the value of being buried in Eretz Israel, and he loved Eretz Israel, for sure he would have, uh, you know, and he had the money to do it, for sure he would have requested it, and therefore he knew it would be a, a tremendous tikkun, and so on and so forth. And therefore he comes along and he says, Asher <laughs> Whoever involves himself in this mitzvah, they will get credit. So that was the uh, that was the ruling. Again, Abutai, I, I stand corrected if I may be. I, I assume that they moved him. I assume that they moved him. He doesn't say the truth that they moved him. It's a mahluk at Rabbi Moshe and Chabavadja. I don't know who they listened to, who the family listened to. Did they listen to Chabavadja? No, I see that. No, they they still have the, the the tomb over there. But where's his body? It's still there. They never moved it. And they never moved it. Okay, so they, that means they followed Rav Okay, but Yahel, they could move him. No, Matafuri was Sfaradi. He was He's Italian Jew. He built a Sephardic school in Ramsgate, a Sephardic school in Ramsgate. No, it was Ashkenazi. Sfaradi. I mean, Italian Jew, Italian. So last, last but not least, about Matafuri. The Italians have a, a, a syllable at the end of their names. In any a, a vowel, a vowel, the e, the o, the u. In any event, one last story about Sir Moses Matafuri, Rabotai. One time he was uh, traveling in uh, London, and uh, an anti it was on his carriage. He traveled, you know, and he has uh, an anti-Semite comes up to him and he says, you dirty Jew, you good-for-nothing Jew, you low-life, oh, forget he cursed him every name in the book. So Montefiore got out of the carriage. They thought he was going to, who knows what he could do to him. And he takes out uh, some shillings from his uh, pocket and he says, thank you very much. And he gives it to the anti-Semite. And uh, the people around him couldn't believe it. The guy, uh, we thought you were going to arrest him. You, you gave him money? He said, listen, you know, a Jew lives in Galut, in exile for too long, he could forget that he's Jewish. He said, thank God we have these anti-Semites to remind us that we're Jewish. They keep, uh, I got to pay for that over here, so I don't, uh, you know, well, otherwise we'll assimilate very quickly, but if they remind us that we're different, so they'll keep us on side. So therefore he deserves a payment. In any event, Abotai, back to the original question that we started today, Shi'ud, with, with the Hebra uh, Kaddisha, the holy men, definitely they have a zikhut to reinter 
these bodies, especially if that was their request. And I'll tell you something else. And this I know from someone that works on the Hevra. <coughs> Somebody uh, told me that during the corona, they weren't able to bury. The Hebra really couldn't bury because it was too dangerous. So they were sending a lot of the bodies to the Ashkenazim to do the Tahara. Understandably, the rabbis didn't want to, you know, do too much exposure. So anyway, this fellow said he felt bad that, you know, he loves to do this mitzvah. And for three months, whatever it was, he couldn't do even one Tahara. He says, now that they opened up again, all of a sudden, they have many, many bodies that they're doing for Eris Israel. So he said, Baruch Hashem, I'm able to at least make a tikkun on the ones that I missed. It's very, very, very rare that you have tens of bodies that are being reinterred in order to send to Eris Israel. So he, at least he felt uh, a zechut that for the ones that he missed, he's able to make them up through this, uh, this interment. Nonetheless, Rabotai, uh, if anybody's interested, I'm selling graves in Eris Israel. Uh, at a discount, uh, you can call me uh, after the shiur. Bezat Hashem will be able to uh, arrange. No, just kidding about that. I don't know, but that, that, that's definitely something that the people who are interested should think about. That's definitely a um, a, a great uh, a great zechut. Okay, bechipir al matuamu. All right, abotai. What's up over here? Think and thank. Think and thank, Rabotai. Book on Moses Montefiore. Let's read it, Bezat Hashem. Zechet Sadiq Lebracha, Zechutoy again, Alenu, Amen. Oh, that's why they buried him next to the Chida, I guess. Halukah. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Tell me what? It, it wasn't planned that, they, that he would be buried next to him. So it's been a shamayim that it worked out that way, you mean? Yes, yes. Unbelievable. He deserved it. He deserved it. Unbelievable. What two tzaddikim next to each other. Unbelievable. You can't make up this stuff, Rabotai. Hazako Baruch. And to our members, Vatema de Bekim Badunay no Echem, Hayim Kulechem Ayom, Amen Kenyatur. Fantastic. What a beautiful, beautiful. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You believe we have a guy in the Shi'ur 